you talking about? On the telephone, man. Explain it what to the you. Goddamn, we know there's a telephone, boy. What the hell thing I doing? Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. We have blood to spare. You're like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. Welcome to Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us. What's that, buddy? Oh, you got a guitar pedal. Yeah, you uh, are you good? You doing good over there? Okay, just want to make sure. You let me know if you're okay. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to Comic-Cons podcast, a geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? My name is Nick Stevens, but in a way, aren't we all? And I'm in the garage with Little Z, Zephyr, Z-Man, my man, my co-pilot, my main man, my partner, in crime. And, uh, you know, we're in quarantine. About a week, going on two weeks, week and a half, week and some change on our quarantine here. And this thing, this thing's serious. You know, it's a big deal. Right, Seth? It's a big deal, you know? I wasn't dismissive earlier, but I wasn't exactly freaking out. Nah, I'm still not freaking out, but I'm a little worried. Like Michael Keaton. When he's bailing out of the Batmobile and Batman returns, he's hitting all the switches. Nothing's working. All right, now I'm a little worried. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's okay to be worried. I think it's great to be worried. And I think it's important to take this thing seriously. Folks, kids, friends, family, Comic-Consies, anyone listening, you got to take this seriously. I know we don't take it that serious on the Comic-Cons podcast. Right, Zeph? But we got to take this seriously. You know what I'm saying? Some guy the other day on the on the social meds, I saw it, plain as day. Actually, my wife saw it and read it to me while we're laying in bed, smooching. And she goes, yeah, this guy, check this out. And there's some guy just moaning and and complaining about how this, uh, this corona is like uh, impacting his daughter's sweet 16. And how this other lady, like this corona is impacting her son's graduation party. Because it's looking like things are going to be shut down for a couple of months, if not a year. And I'm thinking to myself, you're upset about a graduation? There's people dying. There's people dying. I'm dying. I got to keep it clean because I got Z-Man with me. You know what I'm saying? I can't give you the full Reservoir Dog. And people are losing their minds because of a graduation? You want to get your priorities straight? Oh, there goes Frank Castle and Forge. Man, Zeph is on the mixing board right now, and he's not having it. You want to sit in that chair? Hold on one second, buddy. You want those? You want to wear those? No. You can hear me. Man. No. Okay, you don't have to. Hey, it's a free country. You can do what you want. I just wanted to tune in and uh, say hello to everybody. You know, I figured I owed it to you guys, to to you gals, to your friends of the of the podcast, just to let you know that I'm doing okay. We're doing okay. We're alive and well, and we're breathing. You know, and I'm working from home. You know, the moon base has allowed me to work from home, so there you go. And that's a good thing. 
That's a great thing, actually. And, oh, there goes Bizarro and Superman. Long gone. You know who that is. That's right, my man. I would like to take this opportunity to let you Kamikazes know that I want to hear from you guys. You know what I mean? And in doing so, you know, I might post things from time to time on the IG or the Facebooks. But really, ultimately, I just want to hear from you guys because because there aren't we aren't going to be talking about any new movies anytime soon. So it's going to be all old movies. It's going to be like the old days, the all or nothing days. They're back. You know, that's right. I'm rewatching Sin City and uh, to be continued. Uh, oh, but I did watch The Invisible Man with the wife. And it wasn't bad, you know? It's gotten a lot of good hype. Uh, a lot of movies now that are, were in theaters or were written presently in theaters had now been moved to digital. I don't know if we're going to see that as a new trend, but yeah, for like 20 bucks, like theater prices, you could like rent this thing, which isn't bad, you know, for two people, for the whole fam. Uh, although I don't recommend watching this with the whole fam, you know, because it's a little violent, but... Uh, Hey, what the fuck? I mean, you might as well. I mean, I was watching uh, RoboCop at age seven, you know? Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> right, Seth? I was showing him Hellboy the other day, the original, the Guillermo del Toro. I was like, is, is Hellboy too violent for a three-year-old? Too scary? My wife was like, maybe put on something a little less demonic. But he's got a DVD player in his room. It's one of those DVD players in the TV, in his toy room, you know? So we're playing... And there's no fire stick or cable in that room, so we just pop in DVDs for him. Usually it's Lego Batman all day, every day. But every now and then you got to change it up. And so I had a Hellboy DVD. I had the director's cut. And I was like, well, well, why not? You know, He wasn't paying attention. He was building blocks and bricks and playing with tow trucks and cement mixers. So I figured, what the hell? you know? And uh, it didn't scar him. I don't think he really even cared. He was, uh, he was in the zone. You know? He was doing his own thing, just like he is right now. Staring right at Blink. The thing about the Invisible Man, you know, and uh, I gotta say, Elizabeth Moss, she ate it up. All the scenery, chewed it. I mean, she gave it her all. A uh, $7 million movie made like at least 40 to 50 in its opening weekend. I know it did really well, and I know it's doing even better on digital because people are, you know, buying into the hype. But the thing about the Invisible Man is this for a movie like that, I truly feel. Like, you still need a little bit of camp. And this thing is earnest. I mean, it's dead serious. Like, they're not fucking around. Like, it's dark. Whoops, sorry. They're not messing around. <laughs> so hard. And uh, I just feel like you need at least one, like, bumbling sheriff or, like, odd, offbeat, like, cop to kind of come in and be like, invisible, man. <laughs> More like transparent plans. Like, I don't know. All <laughs> Oh, okay. Technical difficulties. Zeph found some, some old abandoned wasp carcasses in the corner of the mixer. Right, Zeph? And they were dead wasp, and they had been killed by a can of WD-40, you know, because when you don't have, you know, killer wasp spray, that's what you use. But uh, speaking of wasp spray, no, I mean, Invisible Man was, uh, it was good. You know what I mean? It was good. Uh, I just, like I said, you just missed that aloof, I just kind of missed that aloof sheriff or cop or, or would-be uh, protagonist. Two thousand year old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves. Like in Monster Squad, you had the sheriff, you know, the cop, like the the main guy's dad. But his partner was great, you know, because the mummy was missing. And he was like, "Did you take it? Did you take it? Oh, man, you know, three thousand year old dead guys don't just get up and walk away, you know. Or even like in Night of the Creeps, the main guy, the detective, you know, 
He asked for a freaking flamethrower at the end of the movie. If you haven't seen it, you Google. Huh, that's all I was needing, you know? And everybody in this movie's good. They all act the shit out of it, what they got, you know what I'm saying? The twist at the end is really nice. And it's not really even like a twist twist, but it's kind of a... Like, I kind of saw it coming just because I watch a lot of superhero movies, but I was like, ooh, I wonder if she's going to do this. And she did, and it was great. And it opens it up for, guess what, a sequel. And I'm excited about that, you know? Uh, and it was nice watching a movie with a wife that, like, we were both kind of into, you know? Granted, she still hasn't seen any of the Marvel movies after Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know? She only thinks she's seen Black Panther, so she hasn't seen any of the Infinity Wars, which to me is like a cardinal sin, but at the same time, I'm, you know baby steps progress not perfection and i told her hey now that we're quarantined looks like you got some stuff to catch up on <laughs> right Seth? all right uh, what else watching better call Saul? that's always good always good watching a lot of simpsons on the disney plus um, I should catch up on some other new-ish films or newer films, but uh, just haven't done so. But that's not, you know, the streaming stuff is still coming, you know? Like, uh, we're still getting Ozark Season 3, you know what I mean? And there's still quite a few things out there that I, I haven't been able to see, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, new Pearl Jam album comes out this Friday, so that's exciting. Gigaton, it's finally dropping this Friday. First album in like seven and a half years, and they keep dropping these little tidbits on on Instagram, these little titty twister tidbits, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh my God, not the titty twister tidbits. And every single little 15 to 30 second clip is getting me more excited than a moose on Thanksgiving Day, you know what I mean? I gotta get a little uh, G-rated with the dirty limericks, you know what I mean? But I am coming in my pants, and I will come even harder when it drops. <clears throat> That's a microphone, buddy. Can you say uh, testing, testing, one, two, three? Mic check, mic check. Testing one, two, three. That's right. Recording live from somewhere. It's just. <laughs> oh, man, after my own heart. While you guys are hunkered away in quarantine, and I hope you guys really are staying at home and listening to the news, watching the news, but not like overanalyzing the news, just, just enough to stay informed, but not being crazy about it. Uh, but you're staying safe and you're, and you're only going out when you really, really have to. And you're, you're doing the social distancing thing. I'm saying everything that everybody else has already said, so I'm not going to toot the old horn. I even thought about not doing this podcast. That's really why I wanted to get on this mic today. Because I thought about just not doing the podcast for a while, you know what I mean? Uh, because there's more serious shit going on out there, you know what I mean? And maybe, like, who am I to be posting these little 30-minute, hour-long rants about, you know, shit, you know? I mean, stuff, uh, Robocop, you know, Predator. Total Recall, all of that, right? Who am I to talk about this kind of stuff that I love, right? And it got me thinking, like, wait, what are my top 10 movies? Like, what are my favorite movies? Like, why do I keep coming back to the same movies? Because I always reference Batman or Batman Returns. It always comes back to Batman. Oh, Robocop, you know what I mean? So I put it out there and I said, guys, what are your favorite movies? And I got quite a few hits. And I got some feedback, too, from some, from some people saying how much they love the show. And it made me go, you know what? No, I, I'm going to keep doing the show. I'm going to keep digging in because it's cathartic for me. It feels good. And I know it's cathartic for some other people because they told me so. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And if we don't have a movie, because we don't have a movie movie to talk no, about, then we'll just talk about <laughs> apparently it's dinner time, you know? So we're just going to keep going, okay? No matter what. I'm going to pause this again to eat some dinner. 
And then when I come back, I'm going to read off the list. And everybody can enjoy a nice, healthy snack with me. A little post-dinner snack to be continued. And we're back. So many breaks. So much editing. Look, the dinner was amazing. My wife made some uh, fajitas. Chicken fajitas with green peppers. Mm. One of the great things about being in this quarantine is that I've been able to eat so much better. We're not eating out, so we're saving money. My sugar's looking good because I've been, you know, in control. You know, not eating deep fried goodness in the morning every day or, you know, jacking it up with garbage on the way home from the moon base. You know what I mean? I haven't been eating the garbage. My Uncle Johnny, rest his soul, once said, I think I was like up all night in the bathroom or something. And, you know, I don't even know why. Something I, something I ate, you know. And I was, at, I was at my aunt and uncle's house or something like that for the week. And we were visiting in the summertime or something like that. And he, he the next day, I, like he told me, he was like, you're up all night, huh? And I was like, yeah, yeah, something I ate. He was like, that's because you eat all that garbage. Huh. Okay. And he just kept saying it, like, eat garbage. But this was a guy who lived to be like in his mid to late 90s, you know? A renaissance man. He made his own bullets. He made his own wine. You know, Pennsylvania Dutch tried and true and just, you know, I think he, uh, ate like beets in the morning and coffee and that was all I ever saw him eat like just regular red beets and coffee he'd have a hot dog every now and then but uh he ate a lot of cabbage too and coleslaw he lived uh he lived to be in like his mid to late 90s I mean he was he was old he was up there like my granddad too these guys you know another generation you know my granddad on the other hand like hard living lots of wine every night cigars but he still made it into his early to mid 90s just a different generation speaking of different speaking of different generations i watched the dirty dozen the other day and uh never seen it never seen it you know charles bronson lee marvin george kennedy great cast and they just don't make them like that anymore. They don't make men like that anymore. No, it was good. It was good. A little slow at times, but uh, but it was good. You know, just the, the sheer natural ability to just be a tough guy. You know what I mean? Not just with Lee Marvin, but like Charles Bronson. Like, holy shit. The guy just walks in a room and he's like, Hey, I'm Charles Bronson. Oi. You got a Death Wish? I don't know. I don't know if he ever said that. Or not. I never actually saw all the Death Wish movies. That first one was enough for me with the rape scene. I was like, I'm good. You know? Like, I don't mind a good rape. Hold on. Let me backtrack. I don't... <laughs> Every now and then, like like a RoboCop-style rape, like, okay, she's about to get raped, but RoboCop and saves, comes and saves the day. Like, she's got clothing ripped off of her, and she's a little disheveled, but RoboCop saved the day just in time, and he shoots the guy in the nuts through the dress. We've all seen it. We love it. But... Like, I don't mind attempted rape is what I mean. Like, attempted rape, like, oh, shit, but it's been foiled. We're good. I'm good. Or even, like, a woman that's been manhandled a little bit. Everybody likes a good manhandling woman scene, but not to the point of full-fledged rape. I might have to take, take that whole thing out. But anyway, like I was saying, the Kamikazes. <laughs> I wanted to do something for the Kamikazes to let them know that, hey, I'm still going to do the show. And I thought about not doing the show, like I said, before dinner, but uh, the more I thought about it and the more I got feedback from people, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep doing it. What up, motherfucker? 
Um, that was my wife. That was my beautiful wife. And um, <laughs> that's how she talks to me all the time. You know, and I got to talk back with a high voice. Otherwise, she'll beat me up. Everyone's seen the videos. <clears throat> They've seen the evidence. I always talk about like what makes me tick. Everybody kind of knows what my favorite movies are. And don't worry, I'll get to that in a little bit. But I wanted to know what your guys, uh, what your favorite movies were, you know, and if you had any suggestions, you know, maybe it might spawn some some ideas for some further discussion down the road, you know, because we might we might be in this debacle for a few months, you know, like I would be surprised if at least not the whole summer. I mean, the kids are already out of school for the rest of the year, kids, kids, kitty kids. <clears throat> so I don't know. But you know what? We're going to get through it together no matter what. And I think the best way to do that is to keep talking to you guys on the podcast to talk about nonsensical shit, but also talk about shit that we think uh, is fun to talk about to kind of keep our minds off of this overwhelmingly, uh, I don't know, nervous, anxiety-ridden situation. Because it is, you know what I'm saying? Like I talk to my neighbors from across the street, you know, a driveway or two apart, and I'm like, uh, hey, how's it going? You know? And they're like, hey, I got some clothes for Zeph if... Uh, our boys have, we can pass down, not no rush, of course, you know, because everybody knows, like, we're not going to touch, you know, we're not going to shake hands anytime soon, but there's that lingering tension in the air, you know, so anyway, it's there, I thought it might be kind of cool to, like, you know, talk about shit to kind of keep our minds off of that tension, you know, we're still going to stay informed and talk to each other, and maybe, hey, maybe we could even have Comic-Cons email us, right, so you could email us at Comic-Cons at gmail.com, you know what I mean, or just hit me a direct message on Instagram at Comic-Cons Podcast, just to let me know how you're doing, or what you're seeing, you know, maybe you're in a different state where shit's locked down and it's crazy and you want to talk about it, you know what I mean, we'll read it on the podcast, or you could call in, and we could play your voicemail on the podcast, you know what I mean, and if you don't have that number, it's 571-336-2662. You know, and I'll play it on the, on, on the podcast and we'll talk about it, you know, or you could call in. Let me know when you're calling in and I'll answer the phone and we'll just talk, you know, <laughs> we'll just talk, you know, um, we'll reach out and touch each other. Hmm. Yeah. We got to save our sanity somehow, you know, and I think the best way to do that is to talk. You know, I talked to my Monomoto the other day and had a great conversation. I talked to, uh, who else did I talked to? I talked to Uncle Rico. You know, the other day on the Facebook Messenger, I had a good talk. I talked to my buddy Donnie in Australia. He's doing okay down under, you know. It's good. It's important. It's it's cathartic. You know, it's cathartic. It's a cathartic release, you know. Good old Fabe, you know, Kobayashi Jedi, longtime listener and fan of the show, fellow podcaster as well uh, at Vegas Ramblers. You can find it anywhere podcasts are available on any platform. Um, he gave me his list, his top 10, if you will, in no apparent order, I don't think, but just his top 10, uh, the empire strikes back. Hmm. Raiders of the lost Ark. Hmm. Terminator two. Hmm. Predator 87. Of course. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Star Trek dose. That's wrath of Khan kids. In case you don't know. Goodfellas, great. Batman 89, of course, always goes back to Batman. Goldfinger, that's in 007. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and The Matrix. Now, those are great movies, and we've done some of them on the podcast, but some of them we haven't. Like, I think a, a Wrath of Khan episode would be good. I think a, a Rage of the Lost Ark episode would be fantastic. And, of course, Empire Strikes Back coming up on its 40th anniversary this year alone. That would be a great pick. Uh, we've done Predator, but I feel like we could do it again. 
because I think the last time we did it was like back when this podcast started and we did it like at a diner and it was like four of us and there was glasses clanking and waitresses stopping and go, what y'all doing? And we were like, oh, doing a podcast. I'm like, what? Anyway, it was a long time ago, several years, and it would be fun to revisit. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I had a couple messages. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Oh, M underscore Hammond one, a lovely gentleman. He messaged me and said, uh, Ready Player One, Ninja Turtles, Robots, Back to the Future, In Time, The Original Wolverines, etc. I think he ran out of character space on his response. Um, but I like all of those, you know. And Ready Player One surprised the fuck out of me. And I'm so blown that to this day that I didn't watch it on the big screen. I really liked it. And of course, the Ninja Turtles, nothing but love. We did the first one on here. We've done Secret of the Ooze. If you missed it, then you could go back on, on our on our podcast search, on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can go back and look at those old episodes. We haven't done any Back to the Future movies. I don't know why. We talked about doing it. We just never have. I don't know why. Again, I I love the trilogy. I love those movies. I grew up on them. I don't know why we haven't done them yet. That's a good idea. In Time, I think that's the Justin Timberlake one. I don't think I ever finished it. Um, But I'd be willing to do it another another round. Because I think the guy that did that directed Gattaca. And I loved Gattaca. But we'll see. Oh, and the original Wolverines. Come on. I don't know about you, but Wolverine Origins was a great movie. It is not. It is not. Okay, maybe not the maybe not that one, but Logan. Hey, I could always revisit Logan. And actually, you know, it would be kind of fun to do a Wolverine Origins because there's so many cheesy, horrendous scenes in that movie that it'd be fun to talk about. And even if I didn't like it when I saw it back in 2009, that doesn't mean that somebody else growing up with it, like this fine gentleman here, can't love it. Because I really do think that these movies are different things to different people and it's just fun to talk about regardless of where you come from or where you put your head at night what else i had a few more smelly mob there he is he weighed in let's see here gave me a really good list and some of these a lot of these were mine too evil dead 2 monty python's holy grail pulp fiction terminator 2 there it is again the hudsucker proxy who framed roger rabbit the big lebowski the matrix nightmare on elm street and point break again in no apparent order i said top 10 but i think people would just kind of mulling over this uh, off the top of their head, you know what I mean? Uh, dude, almost every single movie on there, I fucking love. Terminator 2, we did it. Hudsucker Proxy, it's a little Tim Robbins film directed by the Coen brothers. If you don't know it, you Google, it's so good. And I think Sam Raimi like produced it. Those guys, like they intertwine, like they kind of, they make their clay in the same melting pool, you know what I mean? All right, don't worry about that. But we should revisit that. That would be good. Big Lebowski, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. I'm the dude, man. Or El Dudorino, if you're into the whole brevity thing. And The Matrix, man, The Matrix, three for three making it on there, man. That's a solid one. And we've done it. We've talked about it at length. And I can't wait for that sequel. God willing that when this thing is over and Warner Brothers can pick back up on the production. Is it selfish that I really need this thing to end? Not just for the pain and suffering it's causing people or the livelihoods that it's affecting, just the the sheer amount of entertainment that it's depriving us off of, the potential entertainment, like the Batman shutting down production and, and the Matrix 4 shutting down production and John Wick 5000 shutting down production. I care about these things. Uh, and a point break. I mean, come on, who the fuck doesn't love point break? All right, well, enough of this. Everybody's wondering, what the hell is your top 10, huh? What makes you so special? Oh, what do you got that I know, guy? Well, I'll tell you right now, okay? I just, I did, I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm going to give it to you guys right now. First time I've ever done this, my top 10 
movies of all time. This, this transcends any kind of genre, okay? Any kind of year, but you'll notice there's a trend. <clears throat> so here it is at number one. Actually, let's do 10 to one, right? At the bottom of the heap, we have number 10, okay? And this is going to blow some minds, even though somebody else listed it earlier. The aforementioned Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Why? Because in 1988, I saw it in theaters, one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters, one of the first movies I ever recall watching. I was like six or seven years old, and I fucking loved it. You know, a family friend took us, and I just remember her like watching it with me and playing along because I was just star-studded, and I was in awe. It was awesome. It inspired awe. The cartoon animation with the live action. We did it on the podcast, and unfortunately, I didn't really give it justice because I spent too much time talking about other shit um, with Lauren Izzo. But it, uh, it's a solid movie, and it's always going to be in my top 10. It's going to always be with me on the island. If I go to an island or if I quarantine myself for several weeks to several months and I need to watch something again to cheer me up, it's going to be there. Uh, after that, is, at number nine is 1995's Heat, starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I think, I believe, not the first time, but the first real time they were on screen together in terms of an actual relationship. And I'm sorry. But if you haven't seen it, you Google. You love bank robberies, you'll love it. You love cop procedurals, you'll love it. Okay. Directed by Michael Mann, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. He kind of fell off in later years. Black Hat, I'm going to forgive you. But don't worry about it because Heat is sensational. And I remember watching it at like age 13 in my grandfather's house. Okay. It was two video cassettes that we rented. He went to bed. I finished the whole thing by myself. That was the first movie. Heat was the first movie I watched where I realized oh, there's more to this than just being like a blockbuster where a robot comes through a wall killing people. Like it, like it, this is a film, you know? And it, would, it took me a while to watch the Quentin Tarantino stuff and really appreciate that kind of shit. I think it was like a few years late on that, like maybe a few years after Heat, but Heat, like 1995, age 13, I was coming out of some stuff and coming into some other stuff and I watched it and I'm telling you, that scene where, where De Niro sits down with Pacino you know, Pacino pulls him over. He's the cop. He's the hard-edged cop, you know, with three failed marriages. I don't know, maybe not, maybe two and a half. You know, and De Niro's the hard-edged loner, bank robber, you know, ex-felon, living out on the outskirts of society. And he pulls him over and they sit down and they talk. They just talk like two regular guys. And they map it out. Like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I'm not budging. You're not budging. We're two immovable forces trying not to collide. Seven years in Folsom. In the hole for three. McNeil before that. McNeil is tough as they say. You looking to become a penologist? You looking to go back? You know, I chased down some crews, guys just looking to fuck up, get busted back. That you? You must have worked some dipshit crews. I worked all kinds. You see me doing thrill seeker liquor store holdups with a born to lose tattoo on my chest? No, I do not. Right. I am never going back. Then don't take down scores. I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys like me. So you never wanted a regular type life? The fuck is that? Barbecues and ball games? Yeah. This regular type life, that your life? My life? No, my life. No, my life's a disaster zone. 
I got a stepdaughter so fucked up because her real father's this large type asshole. I got a wife. We're passing each other on the downslope of a marriage, my third. Because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. That's my life. Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything. You are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around a corner. Now, if you're around me and you got to move when I move, how do you expect to keep a, a marriage? Well, that's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? I tell her I'm a salesman. So then if you spot me coming around that corner, you're just gonna walk out on this woman? Not say goodbye? That's the discipline. That's pretty vacant, you know? Yeah, it is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. Neither do I. I don't much want to either. Neither do I. You know, I have this uh, recurring dream. I'm sitting at this big banquet table and all the victims of all the murders I ever worked are sitting at this table and they're staring at me with these black eyeballs because they got eight ball hemorrhages from the head wounds. And there they are, these big balloon people because I found them two weeks after they'd been under the bed. The neighbors reported the smell. And there they are, all of them just sitting there. What do they say? Nothing. No talk? None. Just, they don't have anything to say. See, we just look at each other. They look at me. And that's it. That's the dream. I have one where I'm drowning. And I gotta wake myself up and stop breathing or I'll die in my sleep. You know what that's about? Yeah. Having enough time. Enough time? To do what you want to do? That's right. You doing it now? Not, not yet. You know, we're sitting here, you and I are like a couple of regular fellas. I mean, you do what you do, I do what I gotta do. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow. Brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? Then I gotta put you down. Cause no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been face to face, yeah. 
But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or, who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again. You know, until that day, right? Just like James Caan said at the end of Way of the Gun, until that day. And Del Toro said, until that day. Another great movie, by the way. Not, not as good as Heat, but it's really good. You should check it out. Number eight, Beetlejuice. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because if you don't know, then you don't know. And if you know, then you know. But Beetlejuice, it's one of my all-time favorites. I've quoted it time and time and time again on the show and off the show. Uh, and it's got Michael Keaton. And it was my first introduction to Michael Keaton. And anybody that hates on it, they should secretly love it a little bit just for the sheer amount of originality that went into it. Sure, it's been done time and time since then, but at the time, it was so fucking original. I think it was another 1988 gem. Uh, again, from the youth, and I'm telling you, unstoppable. Die hard at number seven, because yippee ki yay motherfuckers. Because yippee ki yay uh, Number six, this was kind of tough. You're going to be like, what? Batman Returns. Okay. I do have Batman 1989 on there. Don't worry. It's on there. But Batman Returns had to stay on the top 10. And it had to stay just south of the top five because I love Batman Returns almost as much as I love Batman 1989. The only reason why 89 beats it out is because it was the originale. But for me, Batman Returns, I mean, I saw it in theaters. You know, I was like 10 years old, 1992, stateside, just for a funeral, you know? And God willing, there it was playing. And we saw it in all its summertime glory, even though it takes place during the winter. And that Catwoman, man, that Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, that Danny DeVito chewing all the scenery, you know? Michael Keaton could kind of turn his head a little bit in the costume. And there isn't a whole lot of Batman, but there's a whole lot of Bruce. And it's an opera in so many ways. And I love it. Admiring your handiwork? Touring the riot scene. Gravely assessing the devastation. Upstanding mayor stuff. You're not the mayor. Things change. What do you want? Ah, the direct approach. I admire that in a man with a mask. <laughs> you don't really think you'll win, do you? Things change. Then at number five, of course, the aforementioned Batman 1989. Who could forget it? Who could ever want to forget it? It's my all-time favorite Batman. I mean, he's Michael Keaton. He's always going to be my fave, no matter what. For a while, I really loved Christian Bale, but then I was like, no, he's a good Bruce, but he's still not the best Batman. And then I really loved what Ben Affleck did in 2016, but I was like, no, he's still not Keaton. He's, he's crushing it. Don't get me wrong. He's probably, he might be a second pick, to be honest, but... I mean, that chin and the fight scenes and just his older version of Bruce, but, but that Michael Keaton will always be Michael Keaton because he just dropped it down a little bit like this. Coming in at number four, Predator, because 1987. Amazing. Amazing. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Arnold at his best. It's my favorite Arnold movie of all time. Terminator 2 almost made this list, by the way, but Predator beat it out because it is my favorite Arnold movie. It's my first real introduction if you don't count Red Heat. But even Red Heat, I was like really young and I liked it. And shit, I think I even saw Terminator. No, I saw Terminator after this. That's right. Yeah. 
It was my first real, and I wanted to be Arnold. I wanted to be Dutch. You know what I'm saying? I remember running around my, my apartment complex as a kid, and there were like these little, these little wooded areas, you know, and I would just pretend like the predator was after me. I had a vest on, you know, and I had like double A and triple A batteries, and I pretended they were like grenades. I think I used like the, the C and D batteries as grenades, and I'd throw them at the invisible predator chasing me, and people probably thought I was like a special needs kid. Probably should take that out. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a special needs kid. I'm just saying they probably thought I was special needs playing with batteries. Not even funny because my kid plays with batteries right now. So there you go. <clears throat> That's all he wants to do is play with batteries. Like father, like son. And the cuts in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. Number three, True Romance. Talked about it before. Directed by Tony Scott. Written by Quentin Tarantino. So many actors. Such a great ensemble cast. If you don't know it, you Google. Seriously, if you haven't seen it, I might just mail you a copy myself. It's fantastic. You got an underdog hero who's crazy as hell, by the way. He talks to Elvis in the mirror, played by Val Kilmer. Brilliant performance. But he just runs a comic book store, and he meets this girl who he thinks is the girl of his dreams, and she is the girl of his dreams, and she loves him. She was a prostitute that his boss got him on his birthday, but it turns out they fell in love that one hot, steamy night, and wing, bam, boom, thank you, ma'am, and zum, zalabim, zaladum, there we are. On the raggedy edge. Uh, and Hilarity and Susan. By Hilarity, they steal some Coke money. Belongs to somebody else. Blue Lou Boyle, Christopher Walken, is the associate. He pops up. Great monologue. It's notorious. Can't repeat it here because I don't want to lose listeners. But if you've seen it, you've seen it. If you love it, you love it. If you know it, you know it. You know what I mean? So good. Number two, we got Point Break. It is, in my opinion, one of the greatest movies of all time. I don't care who you are. Directed by Catherine... Oh, shit, that's going to bother me. James Cameron's wife, ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow. Whew, that was a close one. I had to reach back up into the high altar attic of my mind. A psycho, somatic attic insane. Anyway, a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Utah Get Me Too, and that means two copies on Blu-ray, please, because I'll watch them both back to back, and then I'll masturbate incessantly. So many great one-liners, so many great scenes. It pretty much defines, to me, like the modern 90s, early 90s action movie in a lot of ways. Just because it's a former college football star who becomes an FBI agent, and then he goes undercover to become a, pretending to be a surfer, to infiltrate a surfer gang who just happens to be robbing banks when they're not surfing. And they're, they're, they're headlined, of course, by the great, infamous Bodie, played by Patrick Swayze, the late Patrick Swayze, rest in peace. Not to mention a... Great performance by Gary Busey, and a wonderful shot himself in the foot performance by Anthony Kiedis. You know, give it away, give it away, give it away now. So many great scenes. Uh, we are going to do it on the show, so don't you worry, your pretty little head. Of, well, we might get to see Gary Busey again in the near future, because I believe Predator Dose is coming up on an anniversary this year, too. Motherfuckers. Okay, here it is, kids. Number one, to close out the show. Robocop. That's Robocop. Okay. And for so many reasons. Never mind the fact that the movie, I think that the movie is the greatest movie of all time based on its plot, based on its character actors, based on its performances, based on the special effects, based on the sheer tone, based on the sensibility, based on the humor, based on so many random factors and variables. It's just about a guy who gets fucked up and he comes back. And it's not even it's not even like the most swift revenge story, but the guys that the guys that have it coming, they get their comeuppance. You know? 
Karma's a bitch. You know what I'm saying? And he's half machine, half human. His name's Murphy, dead or alive. You're coming with him, and I'd buy that for a dollar. It's my favorite movie of all time. And we've done it on the show. And it was a fun conversation. But again, I think we should revisit it. I think it's been long enough where we should revisit it. Even though that might be unfair because we, I think we revisited almost every episode. And like I said a million times before on this podcast, that's all I ever want to talk about is RoboCop. Again and again and again. Not so much the sequels, but RoboCop itself. You know? I mean, amazing. And that's the kind of shit I love to talk about on the show. And that's the kind of stuff that I hope you guys enjoy listening to me talk about. Uh, what are your favorite movies of all time? If you have, if I haven't heard from you, reach out to me, you know, hit me up on the aforementioned email, you know, comic podcast at gmail.com or on the Instagram at comic podcast. Or if you just want to like put in a request for a movie that you want us to talk about that we haven't talked about today or any time before, you know, or even a topic. Like I said, if you just want to tell us how you're doing out there in the world, you know, with all this madness going on, please email us, you know, like I said, call us, you know. Give us a little callsy poozies. 571-336-2662. That's the Google voicemail. And, uh, you know, reach out and touch us. You know, we want to touch you. You know? So I just want to say thanks for listening. Be safe. Let's get back together real soon and talk about some shit. By the time I, by the sometime next week, I'm going to be coming back to you with uh, some additional reviews and some other fun stuff to talk about, including a breakdown song by song analysis of the forthcoming Pearl Jam album because that's just the kind of guy I am and this is the kind of show that it is so like I said whatever I said on this show a zillion times before and even right now you know because we are living in times of peril and and, and, and and I don't know uncertainty you know just remember at the end of the day whatever I said is just fiction don't take it seriously but do take your health seriously and stay home protect yourself be safe Love on each other. Be good to each other. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. 99, give me a butthole tight. Maybe I'm just not making myself clear. I don't want to fuck with you, Sam. But I got the connection. I got the sales organization. I got the muscle to shove enough of this factory so far up your stupid wop ass that you'll shit snow for a year. Frankie, blow this cocksucker's head off. Ooh, guns, guns, guns. Come on, Sal. Tigers are playing. Two nights. Never miss a game. I'd like to begin with a fact. Whether in a small town like McAllen and the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles, it is business, big business.